0: Return
1: Smith, out in front, Georgia with a huge save as Kotinievi got sprung free on a little nifty pass from the game. Loose behind the Kane's net, Lafreniere will get to it. Back to the point, Drew's shot's deflected and no score! Chris Kreider, you talked about his net front presence trip and he showed up again. And a redirection past Anderson has put the Rangers up 1-0. D'Angelo gets it across, attempt is put Georgiev with the save, and the rebound out to 30 seconds left in the penalty, and now the Canes sent Trocek in, back in, and he hits the crossbar. Oh, Trocek and Georgiev beat. Knocked away by Slavin. Slavin gets the puck past the Ranger winger up to Taravainen. Taravainen through the leg for Jarvis, his shot, and Georgiev... Ryan Reeves too far for Reeves. Push forward for Seth Jarvis. Jarvis gives a shove, is for Strome. Strome throws one in the catching glove of Anderson. He'll play it down and he'll let the clock run out. And Alexander Georgiev, of the story in this one here, Tripp, with 44 saves for the New York Rangers.
0: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Kings Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thanks for spending some time with us after a very, very frustrating 2-0 loss to the New York Rangers as the Hurricanes' offensive futility continues to build and mount and the frustration that comes along with it. I can promise you this, nobody's more frustrated than the guys in that locker room, but uh, fans can be frustrated too, and I'm okay with that. Uh, we're we're, we're going to kind of talk our way through this. Alec Campbell will join us in just a little bit. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road. Uh, Sammy Hanna, maybe Sammy Hanna and his crew can put some, I don't know, some uh, Hardy Plank siding on the Carolina Hurricanes offense. Make it make it look even better than it actually is. Not really sure how you can make it look better than it actually is right now, but you can go online for a free no obligation estimate at aluminumcompany.com. What do you say? Every single metric had the Hurricanes winning this game, not by a little, by a lot. 94 shot attempts to at the Rangers 36. 44 18 shots on goal. 58 20 scoring chances. Wrap your mind around 58 scoring chances in a game. Wrap your mind around that. 20 of the scoring chances. One-third of the chances. Great A's. Expected goals for the game. 6. 5.9. This is all all according to natural stat trick, which we can all, all take with a grain of salt because sometimes I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, Some chances that are high danger aren't. Some chances that, but whatever. It's just um, taken as a small sample. I get the skepticism, but we watched the game. And while the Hurricanes maybe could have done a little bit more, let's be honest here. There were goals to be had that they did not score. Remember the last game? against Washington when on the very first shift Nino Niederreiter was it the Washington game where Nino Niederreiter no it was the uh, Toronto game right where Nino Niederreiter missed a wide no it was the Washington game wide open goal I mean John John Carlson was there to bother him but Nino didn't have to take a wind-up slap shot at a uh, at a goal that did not have a goaltender in front of it but he did and he missed it wide I mean, Carolina had plenty of chances to score tonight. I mean, the first period was utterly dominant. I mean, the Rangers were skating uphill the entire period. They had a couple of chances because, I mean, it's hockey and the Rangers are excellent. And the Hurricanes just didn't score, something we have seen a lot lately. Hurricanes tried it the other way against Washington and uh, were getting dominated and took the lead. (laughs) I mean, got them a point. Maybe that's what they should do. Suck. And get lucky. Now, I'll tell that to Rod Brindamore the next time we speak, which will be before the lightning on Tuesday. Perfect team to be uh, coming into PNC Arena, right? Uh, look, look, there's there's no other way to, to to talk about it. Hurricanes did everything they were supposed to do tonight except the one thing that gets you wins, and that's score. And that's really what's been the problem for the last, we'll just keep March, Right? I said, I mean, it, it went back one more game, it went to the last game in February, which was against the uh, Edmonton Oilers, but they won that game. So, but in the month of March, it ain't happening. And we can, uh, and we can bitch and moan all we want about got to make a trade, got to make a trade, got to make a trade. Hurricanes would be in a lot better. I mean, first of all, they're in good shape anyway. They lead the division. They've gone through their worst offensive stretch of the year by a mile. They still lead the division and they have a game in hand on both the Rangers and Penguins if I'm, if I'm not mistaken in the standings. They're 41-15-6, second best record in the Eastern Conference behind Florida. Like, it ain't that bad. And they played great today, except they lost the game. You know, hockey, hashtag hockey, funny bounces, puck eight round, all of that. But we're sitting here, I'm I'm sitting here watching uh, my timeline uh, spin like uh, it's the showcase showdown at a gold fan. And everybody's trade this, trade that, trade this, trade that. Look, I'm all about making a trade to make the team better. And I've been saying it for a long time that I think they need this. I think they need this. As it turns out, it does look like they need a forward more than they need a defenseman. Team played very well uh, tonight, I thought, on the back end. One one deflection goal, that's all the Rangers needed. But when you've got $1.8 million in cap space, and the team said they weren't trading next year's first-round pick, which I believe to be a mistake, because the window is closing on this team. In my opinion, there are two more years left in this window to win a Stanley Cup. In two years, Aho, uh, Pesci and Taravainen's contracts are all up. Two years. And to me, that's your window before Aho deserves a new contract, which I don't know, maybe it'll be maybe the contract will be the same. Maybe it'll be 8.45. Taravainen, maybe it'll still be 5.4. I said I tend to think a little higher. But maybe it'll be 5.4. Pesci, I don't think it's going to be 4.025. Just me. I think it's going to be closer to 6. So, But maybe he's still here. Maybe the blue line will always be, ultimately, Slavin and Pesci. And we'll see who's who slots in behind that. But in my opinion, what they should have done was use that first-round pick next year not, not not this upcoming draft the following draft as part of a package but herein lies the problem you still have just 1.8 million left in salary cap room so they don't have to they don't they have depth forwards theoretically that could help them in the minor leagues but again they're just depth same thing with defense. They probably don't need a defenseman. If they're healthy on the blue line, they've got seven NHL defensemen on the roster now. And you've got Jalen Chatfield in the minor leagues who can likely spell you for 10 to 12 minutes in a playoff game. So, I mean, it would be nice if they can't do something of significance tomorrow, today, depending on when you're listening to this, At by 3 o'clock Monday afternoon, then, yeah, You can add a depth defenseman. Wouldn't be the worst thing you ever did and give up a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick. You don't have the third this year. You could do that. That's fine. And probably they will. But you're hampered by 1.8 million available. So let's just say the Hurricanes were willing to give up next year's number one and let's just say a top prospect. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, you gave up uh, Scott Morrow, the defenseman that they really like, uh, who's at Boston College right now. That uh, they will try and sign in this offseason. Let's just say that's what they were going to offer Philadelphia for Claude Giroux. You know what else you got to do to get Claude Giroux? You got to get Philly to pay half, and then you got you got to get somebody else to pay half of what's left, and then you got to get somebody else to pay a portion of that. So now you got to you got to offer you got to sweeten the deal with two other teams. Can't get can't get Claude Giroux. Oh, what about Patrick Lyonnais of Columbus? Assuming that Columbus doesn't want Patrick Lyonnais. Hey, that would be great. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be possible. Could you give Columbus a first-round pick and maybe another prospect for Lyonnais? I think they want to keep A, but we'll see. Could you give him uh, something like that for Lyonnais? Uh, well, give it a shot, right? Uh, a one and, uh, t- t- well, they don't need goaltending. They have plenty of goaltending. Um, you know, who cares? Morrow, right? Give them that and get Patrick Lyonnais. Okay, now you got to get Columbus to retain half the salary. Now you got to launder that salary through another team and get them to pay half because I think it's 7.5, which you could, you could do. You could get in. I I think if I do the math correctly, you might be able to get in just under. You might even need a third team. Either way. Now, you get Lyonnais for a month and a half, the last uh, 20 games of the season, and now you got to go sign him. What is he going to cost? Two other things I would have done. And we'll talk about this. We'll, we're going to talk about the game with Alec Campbell. I'm just going to get some trade thoughts out. I would have used Yisperi Kotkiniemi as part of the trade, but here's the thing with the, about that. You used a one and a three to get him, which is fine. The number was 6.1, plenty of cap room. But if you're going to trade Jesperi Kokaniemi, the other team better w- would not make that deal unless they knew that he could they could sign him, and that signing would be for significantly less than 6.1, like when Carolina gets past the trade deadline today, or maybe they'll do it, uh, you know, Tuesday, they'll announce the contract for Jesperi Kotkaniemi at eight years at 4.8, I think it's, uh, is my understanding. So would another team have gotten that same deal for Kotkaniemi? Don't know. Don't know. It was just a very, very difficult thing to do. So... Uh, they really didn't have a ton of options and then they came out yesterday or two days ago and said they weren't going to trade the first round pick from from next year uh, which again I thought was a mistake because that should be in play this is a team that is good enough to be a contender to win the cup this year in spite of the anger and frustration on Twitter but they need a little a little boost does it have to come? From an elite source? Could you get could Phil Kessel help this team? Excuse me. I'm putting my mouth over my my hand over my mouth. <laughs> Phil Kessel. Don't know the answer. Hey, could you get think about this? Could you get uh Scott Mayfield and Zach Parise from the Islanders? You could do that. Is that going to be enough? Is that going to help? You get a depth defenseman and maybe a veteran who might remember how to score? Could you, could you uh, plug, could you pry Kyle Palmieri away from the, I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out, throwing stuff out there. Nobody seems to have any really good answers. So, this is it. This is the, uh, this is where the hurricanes are. Not a ton of options. Not a ton of room. And, a four-game losing streak for the first time this year. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. So, Natural Statric, you and I have this love-hate relationship with Natural Statric. Yeah. But their expected goals for Carolina tonight was six. What say you yeah. about that?
2: Yeah, and Jordan stall alone was like one point two three. They had some guys that were up there uh, individually in terms of uh, of expected goals. And you know, you know how I feel about that kind of stuff because I gave Jordan I gave Jordan a star, but I mean, I almost didn't want to because if you're going to have 1.23 expected goals and not get one, you almost don't deserve it. Right. But, I mean, listen, tonight was (laughs) really an anomaly of a game. I mean, whenever your goalie steals you a game like that and it it happens for your team, we go on the air and we say, hey, man, every – Every, you know, once in a while, once or twice a year, your goalie's got to steal you a game. Right. And that's exactly what Alexander Georgiev did tonight for the Rangers because, I mean, from the get-go, the Canes were just pouring it on. I mean, I would love to say that another first period where the Hurricanes got nothing out of it, except it was really three periods. Right where they really got nothing out of it. And I really thought they were going to score in the third period. I did. I mean, New York wasn't even trying to play offense. And probably that was the right move because for them, the mindset was probably just get a point. I mean, however you have to get a point, get one. Yeah. And they sat back. And they kind of just let Carolina come at them. But I feel like we're also starting to see a little pattern. People watch film. And I think people are content making the Hurricanes try to get to the middle of the ice. And I think that the Hurricanes were very deliberate in their effort to get pucks to the net quickly tonight yeah. because I think that that is a strategy for beating teams that want to pack it in. You know, essentially you get the shot off quickly, hopefully go get a rebound. The problem is they didn't get enough rebounds. And, you know, we always talk about get pucks to the net, get pucks to the net, get pucks to the net. I mean, they did that tonight from the get-go. There wasn't a whole lot of dusting off the puck. There wasn't a whole lot of overpassing. We complain about that a lot with this team. There wasn't a whole lot of messing around with it to me. I mean, they were getting pucks to the net quick tonight, and they just couldn't. They just couldn't get anything to go. So, just a sort of a gut punch of a game because of the way it went. But they're not scoring right now, yep. top to bottom. They're not scoring.
0: Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> why don't we just uh, start and end. With top, first of all, Hurricanes had 11 rebound attempts tonight, right? Mm-hmm. They had they had chances at seconds and couldn't get them through. But I will also say that it also seemed to me like they had second chances, but maybe the puck was a foot too far one way or the other, uh, or it was yeah. on somebody's backhand as opposed to somebody's forehand. Um, they, they had opportunities in tight and couldn't get any to go. Vincent Trochek hits the bar. He has Gorgiev down. It's over. All he's got to do is elevate it under the bar. It's an easy goal. Natchez has the 70% of the net open on a pass from Svechnikov in the third period, uh, and he hits yeah. the post, hits the outside of the post, yeah. near side. I mean,
2: yeah. N- n- that, that, that puck wasn't even close to going in. Like, no. You might as well not hit the post. Like the fact that we, we the fact that we say, Oh, he hit the post. Yeah, that that puck had it was so much on the outside of the post. Right. It wasn't <laughs> he didn't even hit the post. He just missed.
0: <laughs> right. And he he also, by the way, he had six high danger scoring chances. And yeah. no, I'm sorry, four high danger scoring chances and eight scoring chances alone. The Hurricanes, by the way, for the game had fifty eight scoring chances. 58, they had 27, 27 in the third period uh, and 12 of them were, were great A's and they couldn't get any to go. Um, I think at some point Svechnikov is going to look down the bench at Marty and say, I'm not passing you anymore. (laughs) I'm not passing the puck to you anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to make the wrong play right. because I don't want to pass to you.
0: Because I don't tr- I don't trust that you're either going to get good wood on it or y- y- the chances are that you're going to give the puck to the other team anyway. I don't want to slam, spend uh, you know, an, an inordinate amount of time uh, criticizing Natchez. Uh, he had a bunch of chances to score, and it didn't happen for him tonight, just like Jordan Stahl. But here's yeah. when I say we're going to start and end with the top. In March, Sebastian Aho has four goals. Two of them were into an empty net. One of them was an extra attacker goal. So that's one goal, as I like to use, in the run of play in March. Mm-hmm. Andrei Svechnikov, one goal in the run of play in March. Tevo Teravainen, one goal. That's your big three. And they have combined for three goals in March. I, I'm i shocked that they have a, a above 500 record in March. Shocked.
2: How <laughs> yeah. is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, either they're really lucky, or it's a testament to how good they actually are. Because I mean, I think tonight is one of those games that's easy to get really discouraged by. And I have seen a lot already of old hurricane references. Right. Like this is this is the old hurricanes outshoot them but can't score type. situation and I mean for me I am a process guy just like Rod while while understanding it's important to get the puck in the back of the net but there's enough of a sample size for me at this point to believe that the Hurricanes can score the puck and these things do ebb and flow and they did get a ton of chances tonight so I know people don't want to hear it right. because they lost the game. And when you when you say those numbers out loud, it seems almost impossible, you know. And I, I can understand the logic going both ways. A, you're a process guy. Oh, we 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 generated all these chances. Look how we played. We were the dominant team. And the other side of it is, yeah, but you didn't score any of them. So <laughs> right. if you're getting all these great A's and you're not scoring, then what does that say about the players as scorers and shooters and all that? So, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the answer is. I'm, I'm choosing to believe that they're still a good team. Oh yeah. And this was an outlier of a game and that's, that's it basically. So, it's uh, it's frustrating, but it's
0: two things. Know. Two things about tonight that I think Nino Niederreiter would have helped.
2: By the way, the power play hasn't been working either. They're over fifteen in the last six games on the power right.
0: play. Uh, yeah, they, were they were over two tonight?
2: 0 for three,
0: 0 for three tonight. How did I miss? How did I miss a power play tonight? Uh, they were over three tonight in the power play. So, uh, yeah, well, over, over their last thirteen the last five games, right?
2: It was 0-for-12 coming in, I think. Oh, was it? And over I, the last five. And oh, okay, now, so now it's six. 0-for-15 over the last six.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the power play looked better tonight. I thought the power play first looked one, pretty good.
2: The first one looked pretty good. The second one didn't look that good. The third one, honestly, I can't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably, that's the one I forgot. The
2: third one. was There was a too-many-men penalty that they that they got a power play from that I didn't even realize happened when it happened. I, that might have been the third penalty. I can't
0: remember. <laughs> um, I, I want to extend the numbers about from Ajo, Svechnikov, and Teravainen just for a second. Uh, Aho's last five-on-five goal came February 10th. Uh, Svechnikov's last five-on-five goal came February 12th. Uh, uh not as bad, February 27th. Um, but even worse than that is that Aho has just – Getting rid of those three goals, he has just three points in March. Svechnikov uh, has done basically nothing. He has one goal in his last 14 games. He's gone seven without a goal. Taravainen has one goal in his last uh, 10 games. He's gone six without a goal. I mean, they're not even setting up. They're not even creating offense for others. But again, this team throughout the lineup is not scoring. Natchez has two goals in his last 33. Everybody wants them to trade Natchez now, which I get. All I could say to that is be patient. I think that'll happen in the summer. Um, but how can you make your team better by trading somebody who makes less than a million dollars right now when you have $1.8 million in cap space? I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think they're in
2: a, t- they're just in a, They're in a weird trade position. I mean, with their cap space and the fact that they're unwilling to trade the 2023 first-round pick or whatever. That's a mistake to me. They don't want to give up anybody off their, their NHL roster. I get that. I mean... I understand it too, but what do you what do you get in return if none of those things are on
0: the table? Well, that's why the 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 first round pick for next year should be on the table, but it's not. And you know how I felt. I would have included. I would have tried to uh, sell a team on Coke Koppenaay because there's six point one million dollars right there uh, in cap space that you could have moved. But they decided that Koppenaay, at age twenty one, for eight years at less than five million, is the way to go. I mean, it's a really good value contract if he becomes the player they think he can be, which is a legitimate number two center in this league. Um, okay, I'm not, We can't even have the debate now because we haven't really seen him seen him play in that type of a role. Um, but I would have I would have included something like that. Other than that, you're not trading Trocheck. You're not trading Niederreiter. You're not trading Brady Shea. I mean, theoretically, you could trade Ian Cole, but uh, to just to send money out. But I actually think Cole's a good part of the penalty kill. Plus, why would any team who thinks they're a Stanley Cup contender trade somebody who has valuable Stanley Cup experience and you need depth defensemen anyway? I don't. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, for the same reason, I would be hesitant to include Ethan Bear in a trade unless you're getting a bona fide uh, top four defenseman back. Now, that would have made sense. I mean, if you could trade... Uh, bear as part of a package to get Jacob Chikrin from Arizona. Although, how much better does Chikrin make your offense or even your team at this stage of the game today uh, if he's not going to play you know, 23 minutes a night? So uh, th- there, there are limited things they can do. That w- I think you and I agree that the problem is offense and not defense. They still lead the NHL in fewest goals allowed per game. So the problem is not defense. The problem is right. getting, getting back to scoring the puck, uh, if you will, to use a basketball term. And there's really not many options for them out there that if they're not willing, there's no options out there that if they're not willing to use the first-round pick. And this is my, my feeling about this all the time, and I've said this to, to several people uh, that kind of know what's going on. Like, trade the one next year. Who cares about the twenty twenty three number one in the summer when you trade Martin Natchez, you can get that number one pick back. Yeah. There, I, I mean I don't think they're gonna sign Natchez. I think they're gonna trade him. You could you could get another number one pick.
2: I mean, I don't even think I don't even think you have to you have to justify it by getting the number 1 pick back. Right.
0: No, I I, mean, I I agree, but I'm just saying if if you're so yeah. bent out of shape about the 2023 first round pick, like yeah. you hope that that first round pick is number 32. Who cares? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. 100%. I agree.
0: So if you but if you're bent out of shape about that, then when you trade Natchez in July or before the draft, you'll get your number 1 back. I don't think it's that complicated, but um, they're always thinking about three years down the road, and I understand that. But three years down yeah. the road, uh, you might not have Aho, Teravainen, or Pesci. The, those three, we have two more years left after this year on those three contracts. This is your window right here. This is your Stanley Cup window. So, yeah, agree.
2: No, I agree. You sell out for the Stanley Cup when you're in the window for sure. Um, two, two questions sure one do you think that Don Waddell is bluffing with all of the defensemen talk
0: about going out and getting another defenseman yeah uh, no I think if they could add a depth defenseman they would
2: I think it, it feels like he's gone really hard in the paint about that when asked about like he's been almost too open.
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's a good point. Um, but I think honestly, they've got seven NHL defensemen right now. Uh, you and I've already had this discussion. Plus Jalen Chatfield in the minor leagues. Um, yeah. in the uh, when you get to the playoffs, considering the grind, it's never a bad thing to have too many defensemen. It's sort of like in in baseball, you can never have too much pitching. Um, And we talked about it last year, and last year was a different situation uh, where Jake Bean was playing in your top four uh, at times. And I I just couldn't imagine closing my eyes and seeing Jake Bean, uh, you know, having to play 25, 28 minutes in double overtime in the playoffs. And that's what what ended up happening because you had injuries. Um, So uh, right now they have seven NHL defensemen, which means that they're two injuries away from... Jalen Jay, uh, Chatfield having no choice but to play in the playoffs. Now, you can get away with five, right? You can get away with five NHLD and have somebody just spell you, uh, you know, t- take up two two minutes of ice time each period. You can get away with that, uh, but not for an extended period of time. Um, so I I understand if they want to go out and get a depth piece for the blue line, it won't cost them anything. It them a fourth-round pick. You could do that. Not a problem um but i think we both agree that their bigger need right now is somebody with uh some excess musk that can that can <laughs> play in the middle of the ice in the offensive end he doesn't have to even be somebody with elite scoring t- scoring touch he just has to be somebody who can get in the middle of the ice and muck it up
2: yeah
0: so and and that can also be be had relatively cheap, but then you get to a situation where when Martinuk comes back, and what did they say, a couple of weeks for, uh, for Jordan?
2: Yeah, that's what Rod said. It looks like it's going to be a couple of weeks.
0: All right, so when he comes back, then you have roster. You have lineup decisions, which these, would be, these are good decisions to have if you have to pull a good player off the ice. Uh, but that's what they need. I think if they're you need somebody, it doesn't have to be a center, just you need a power forward who can bother his way. You know what you need? You need somebody along the lines of Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. An ornery, big body who can get yeah. in the way.
2: Yeah. And I was thinking of like a like a Dustin Bufflin type. <laughs> Somebody who like the Charles Barkley of, uh, of hockey. Well, he's not playing right
0: now, so you could probably find him.
2: Like I said, yeah, just like big caboose, like <laughs> can camp out, camp out in front, like he likes to get physical. Yeah, you know.
0: But that's uh, that's it. Other than, I mean, gosh, this game, this game was bananas. They should. Yeah. I mean, for well, the same price, they win this game four-one. For sure, right? For sure. I mean, and and there's 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 no way like now people are of the mind we we can't score. Well, difference between we can't and we're not. And I would think that right now it's a we're not, as opposed to we can't. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, agreed. So, other than yeah. that, how about Sam Burns, man? Did he win? I think so. I you know I don't know. I have. I literally have no idea. Uh, Duke won a basketball game tonight. Duke actually showed some stones in the last four minutes. Yeah, Sam Burns went back-to-back at Valspar.
2: Wow, good for him. He's a good player.
0: It's great. Dynamite young player. Yeah. Dynamite young player. Um, yeah, Duke was down five, under four, and uh, ended up winning by, I don't know, eight, something like that? Nine?
2: Yeah, a big Big weekend for the locals.
0: Yeah, what, I thought the, the ACC NCAA. was so bad.
2: You know, I kind of had a feeling about Carolina going a couple of rounds. So they, they've been playing well. So I'm happy for them. It was a big win yesterday without Brady Manick.
0: What a joke that uh, that was an ejection.
2: It was a hell of a day.
0: It really was. It's been a great it's been a great sports weekend other than the Hurricanes not being able to score. The you know what the Hurricanes are like? I just realized this. The Hurricanes are like my college career. 0-3
2: <laughs> oh, and 1 in their last four.
0: Oh, I, I, my drought went on a lot longer than that, Alec. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you didn't even get a point. I mean, point out of them?
0: I scored into an empty net as a uh, <laughs> as a junior, but that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. It was Uh, just, you know, it's... it's Every
2: every once in a while, you find a nut,
0: (laughs) Well, I I had, uh, uh, I just, I'll just leave it right there. Every every once in a while. I'm not even sure that's uh, entirely, entirely true. Uh, But there you go. So, yeah, good, uh, you know, uh, as of right now, and there's plenty of time left, Miami is 10 up on Auburn. Uh, in uh, the second half. It's like just under nine minutes left as we're recording this. So how what would it be like if the trash ACC placed four teams into the Sweet 16?
2: I mean, it would be like, that's the tournament. Exactly. The tournament, is, the tournament is wild and it's
0: no indication of anything. The tournament is stupid, just yes. like hockey is stupid. Right. So... All right, sir. I have nothing else, other, uh, other than my wife made a, uh, a chocolate cobbler tonight.
2: Wow. I've never had a chocolate cobbler, but Neither that sounds had sounds
0: pretty I. good. Yeah. I, actually, I walked in from the grocery store, and she said, I made a cobbler, and it, I, I saw it on, on the stove. And I actually thought, to me, cobblers are berry. So I, yeah. thought, it, I thought it looked... From afar, like a blueberry cobbler, I'm all about blueberries in any way, shape, or form. I don't care how you serve a blueberry. Uh, you want to put it in a, in a drink, I'll do it. You want to uh, put it in a bowl of cereal, I'll do it. You want to just give me a pint of blueberries uh, and a uh, and a hand, I'll do it. Uh, but, oh, man, with a little bit of vanilla ice cream and a warm blueberry cobbler, but it was chocolate. So it took I it had, to another level.
2: I had my first media meal in a long time today. What was it? And they had, I mean, I did barbecue. Yeah. Because the the options were corned beef and cabbage. And there were some mixed veggies down there. I don't know about the mixed veggies in that setting. They get over, they get over steamed. Yeah. That's my issue. Plus
0: two basic. When they,
2: when they, when they sit in those pans. Yeah. For, for so long. And they're just, they're just not that good. I just, I, I was I was a little unsure of the, the PNC Arena corned beef and cabbage, so I, I went with what I knew, which was the, the barbecue, yes, and some coleslaw, and I had a an Adam Gold special on the uh-huh, ice cream uh-huh, sundae uh-huh. on my way up to the press box today. It was uh it was delicious little little bottom layer of uh, of Oreo cookies, very nice, which is an absolutely brilliant move.
0: I'm telling you, man, there's nothing better than when the uh, when the crushed Oreo soaks up the vanilla ice cream. Nothing better.
2: It's great. Tremendous. So, well, I'm glad it's you had the media. Uh,
0: glad, yep. gl- glad you had the medium meal. Chris Kreider has forty one goals just in case you need him. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> <It's
0: laughs> career high is twenty eight before this year. He has forty one goals.
2: Steroids. Uh,
0: I, I, it must be. I think the steroids are. He's using the steroids yeah. for his mustache,
2: <laughs> for his uh, his goatee. That's a solid
0: goatee he's got going.
2: Um, Brady Anderson, the Brady Anderson of hockey. Oh,
0: Brady! Just
2: kidding. I was. Oh no, man, I, was I don't want to accuse Chris Kreider. I'm. I'm just making a joke.
0: I was in Baltimore when uh, when Brady hit fifty. Uh, yeah. And what was his
2: what was his previous high before that?
0: Like fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. And he never came close to that again. It was obvious what was no. going on. Of course, Camden yeah. Yards down the right field line. I mean, it was just – you could hit just a yeah. pop-up for a home run, just like Yankee Stadium, really. You could hit just uh, – just a, a lazy fly ball would carry out. Um, but, I mean, he was totally roided up. Yeah.
2: The 14 world 14 to 50. That. Come on. Yeah.
0: Come on. It's crazy. Um, all right, sir. So all they got to do, by the way, um, so uh, – Oh, three and one in their last four. And their next five are Tampa Tuesday, Dallas, who's always been hell, on Thursday, at St. Louis, at Tampa, at Washington, in the next nine days. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be wild.
0: Yep. All right, sir. Uh, All a, right. Have a wonderful evening. All right, you as well. See you tomorrow. <laughs> See, what do you get? You get uh, two guys talking about how frustrating it's been. Uh, You get a little bit about the PGA Tour and Sam Burns. By the way, if you're a golf fan, uh, I'll give my friend Gary Williams from Five Clubs Golf a plug. Uh, Their latest episode has an interview with Greg Norman. Give it a listen. Uh, And we'll compare notes after you do. Um, But uh, Sam Burns won, Duke got a win. Carolina, great. Uh, who else uh, from the ACC is still playing? Uh, Miami is winning. We're, uh, we're just over seven minutes left. They lead by 14. Uh, but We could end up with, uh, with a whole bunch of ACC teams still playing basketball uh, as we get right down to it. Actually, it wouldn't be four because uh, Notre Dame's already lost to Texas Tech. Uh, so it could have three teams in the Sweet 16. That would still be pretty good. Heck, two. Considering where we were with North Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Canes lose 2-0 to the Rangers. We'll talk to you Tuesday after the Canes play Tampa. Uh, We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Uh, Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, everything for the exterior of your home. Home Improvement Needs, AluminumCompany.com. Follow us wherever you get your podcast. It's the Canes Corner Podcast. Mention it by name, and uh, then it shows up automatically, like this will, by uh, midnight, Sunday night, into Monday morning. Until Tuesday, after the Canes beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm Adam, bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons,